exactly happened on January 6, 2021. The mainstream press is calling the Capitol Hill break-in a riot by pro-Trumpers. Is that accurate? Is there more to the story? And what does it all mean for America and the world? Today, I have two great journalists to talk about this. First, our very own top flight reporter, Celia Farber, who was on scene in Washington at the time. And she's gonna tell us what she heard and saw and knows. Celia is currently reporting for UncoverDC.com and the Epic Times. She's covered a range of topics for other major magazines, including Spin, Rolling Stone, Esquire, Harper's, Salon, and the New York Post. Celia is particularly noted for her investigative reporting on HIV and AIDS, and her book, Serious Adverse Events, an Uncensored, excuse me, Uncensored History of AIDS. She is the recipient of the Semmelweis Society's International Clean Hands Award for Investigative Journalism. My second guest is one of Germany's premier investigative reporters. Dirk Pullman has covered all sorts of topics, including science, tech, and travel, but considers himself a specialist in Cold War operations, a topic that he says changed his worldview. His expose of Wikipedia revealed that a small group of pro-American, pro-Israel, and left-leaning left -leaning gatekeepers censor and smear people who contribute information that doesn't hew to official narratives or is deemed hostile to Israel. He has, in the course of his career, produced more than 20 documentaries that have aired around the world. And he has authored the book, The Eco-Catastrophe, and is working on a new one about the unsolved murder case of former CEO chairman of Deutsche Bank, Alfred Herrhausen, who was killed in a terrorist attack in 1989. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. So Celia, let's start with you. Tell us what you saw and heard and know. Okay, I wanna start by just saying the most elemental thing, which is this, that if you were there on the ground I believe you can, I believe that crowds are living organisms and that crowd, you can feel a crowd, you, you know what it's going to do. I'm kind of influenced by the writings of Elias Canetti, who wrote this masterpiece called Crowds and Power. And it's this incredible description of how different crowds behave in different situations. Well, this was a, it was a peaceful crowd. It was a happy crowd. It was a we love America, we, we want to defend our country. The, the, the um, I don't want to call it a protest, the gathering, I'm going to call it a gathering, was called, let's not forget, Save America. So this is reflective of a, of a hope. You saw people from all walks of life, all races, ethnicities, religions, a, a lot of, um, I mean, there were, I saw, I saw Buddhist monks. I saw, um, were a lot of Chinese, Vietnamese. So this isn't, Vietnamese. you know, cause a lot of people have the impression, oh, this is a march because people are saying this was a rigged, rigged election and people are upset no, and so yeah. on. So it wasn't like that. It didn't have any edge. It didn't have any, you, I mean, you would, we would have been able to feel it if, if there was like anger roiling. And I have to say all of a sudden, 
all of, okay, two, two strange things happened. First of all, uh, people began to walk. So the march was from the, you know, the president gave his talk at the ellipse and then the talk ended and he said, now let you, I'm sure you've seen the quote, now let's all walk peacefully toward the Capitol, right? So people start, and this is, this is what happens every time. People have to remember there have been at least so far just about election integrity, three of these. And this was by far the biggest. I would say it was three times bigger, I think, than the one that I attended also in mid-November. Uh, mid so, so are you saying hundreds of thousands of people? I mean, I said in my piece, a million, and I got a little bit scolded for that by some people who got a little crabby. How could you say a million? It felt like a million. I, when I saw the aerial shots, um, I don't know. It's okay. not my expertise, That's okay. but at, at okay. least five, at least half a million, at okay. least. Um, and what we also have to take note of is these are people who have limited funds who have been out of work in many cases for the better part of the year, who, who got there by hook or by crook and were met with every form of undermining and hostility by the DC mayor who did really cruel things like shutting down all the toilets, banning, you know, no porta potties, taking away all the food vendors. She actually hauled away, what do you call it? Um, well, chased away the food vendors the wow. night or in the morning of, wow. um, some of them got towed. Um, I heard that Patriots came in with porta potties, uh, perhaps only six. I know there was one hot dog stand, at least one that I saw because I stood in line to get a hot dog at that hot dog stand for something like an hour and a half. But nobody was complaining, nobody was angry. It was a very peaceful protest. So how now, did that translate to the Capitol Hill? Okay, so then everybody, as we, as, as this is what goes on at these marches, everybody starts after the speeches, people start walking up Pennsylvania Avenue. And, and this time we walk to the Capitol everybody gathered around, like I was sitting at the reflector pool, interviewing people, feeding the seagulls, um, very harmonious, good spirit, uh, even though it was, it was very, very cold. Um, all of a sudden I saw, here's the first, the first strange thing that happened. I saw a sizzling red flare in the sky, oh. a sizzling red flare. And I started, shouting almost I said what is that what is that and nobody answered and other people were saying what is it what is it and I I also heard explosions I definitely all heard explosions I am not good with characterizing it wasn't gunshots but it was explosions and just and so there were things going on nobody could make sense of nobody really understood and then things kind of settled down again and then the crowd started to I guess migrate with a little more um, concentration toward the Capitol building, but most people were kind of hanging back. That was right around the time you called me. Um, so I'm still near the reflector pool. And then all of a sudden I heard, first of all, the energy changed. The energy changed. It just like, almost like, um, 
like in a sci-fi movie or something where there's some kind of like alien presence and everything just got dark and menacing and and weird and there were just all these people around screaming at everybody and bullhorns somebody screamed patriots have breached the capital patriots have breached the capital and I, and we were all looking at each other like what breached the capital like what do you mean why you know because there was no such idea nobody was talking about that there was um and so i saw some people you know up on a statue and people are shooting with their their phones and stuff and then i see the um uh tear gas see the tear so there's lots of tear gas and every it's just kind of like people are shouting at each other what's going on people are saying oh they're being tear gassed and i just remember being very confused like um how and why is this it felt inconsistent it was right, as different right. event was like grafted onto the event that we were all at and so I just um by this time it was about four o'clock I, I I drifted away and I just thought okay you know I'm gonna stay out of trouble um and I I started walking back toward Pennsylvania Avenue and I eventually I needed to charge my phone and I got I I met these people who had a, a, an RV where they were selling Trump stuff and they were very, very nice. And they were telling me their stories. Um, so you I didn't, you didn't phone. get anywhere near. Absolutely not. No, no. So your thing is that, I mean, to me, that flare seems like it was a signal. That was a signal. And, was- and this group of people was a different group from this mass of people going through yeah do you have any information on who that group of people are is you know who those people are so there there was an article the article that i i i sent you let me just call it up here on my phone it was an article written by um give me one second okay this article is called covert cadre what i saw leading up to the u.s capitol attack by a michael waller and maybe at, later on we can put a link. It's at it's at an outlet called. Give me one second. Um, Center for Security Policy org. Okay. Now he observed, and he also, like I did, went basically as a citizen. Right. And I think he lives in D.C. So here's what he says. He says that he noted four cells or units that were aberrant and odd and they were plainclothes militants agent provocateurs fake trump supporters and what he calls disciplined uniformed column of attackers so in this piece and again maybe we'll drop the link and everybody can read it later he describes he breaks down how they look different exactly what their gear was and oh so that's forth. interesting so uh, I, I want to I want to ask Dirk, it, have what how what is the coverage of this like in your country, and what are you picking up on as you hear what Celia has to say about this whole event? Um, the coverage is uh, that uh, some crazy right wing rioters uh, stormed the Capitol, and uh, all Democrats have to stand together to go against this menace and the danger that it poses to the democracy. 
uh, it's connected to uh, the errant Donald Trump uh, government uh, in the reporting. And it's for me, um, now I have to, to <laughs> say something, it's like a deja vu because we had this, uh, we had a demonstration in Germany in August uh, last year, uh, which was against the measure, the methods that the government used against uh, COVID-19. And um, it, it's very similar what you described. It is so similar that it's a little bit eerie. It was it was like a um, like a big festival. I would uh, I called it something like a family rock concert. The attitude, uh, lots of people from all different strands. It was very peaceful. It was a bit, it was summertime. It was nice. And then we had this um, we had a demonstration which was not allowed, forbidden. Um, the topic there was that uh, it was for the uh, for the constitution. It's because all of these uh, basic rights have been put down because of COVID-19. We have four basic human rights from our constitution, which have been yeah, minimized. And that was a demonstration against that. And then we had uh, this small group of um, right-wing, extreme right-wing up to neo-Nazis who were in the vicinity of the Reichstag, which of course is a historically charged building. And they had kind of, uh, there was a weird person which reminded me of your so-called Viking shaman or what you uh, what it was called. Oh, that what the, Viking guy with the... Uh... Yeah, with the uh, like uh, the native uh, bison head there, which they called Viking, but be that as it may, it's a strange figure. It is a strange figure and we had the same. We had uh, the demonstrations, as I said, were forbidden, but strangely enough, strangely enough, we had one demonstration, which was uh, a put to the officials by a neo-Nazi and that was allowed. And it was about 300 people, weirdos, all weirdos who demonstrated very close, the closest to the, uh, to the Reichstag. And uh, there's a special police unit in the Reichstag, I think similar to the United States with the capital. Uh, they were not there. Uh, there was all over was police, uh, like several thousands, but at that spot not. And then um, a lady, uh, who later on, uh, she was together with a man who claimed to have come from the Intergalactic Federation and had uh, telepathic uh, contact to Donald Trump. I mean, as weird as that. And she, uh, she said uh, that Trump is in Berlin and he waits for us to come to the Reichstag. There will be a peace treaty for Germany and we just have to give him a sign. So let's all storm the Reichstag. Uh, she had... Uh, 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 rehearsed that speech that allegedly was uh, uh, just coming from her mouth before. There's footage of that. We also had agent provocateurs around there. Um, I spoke to a policeman who is uh, critical to what's going on, and he told me that you could see that they had all had backpacks with, at one side, uh, a water bottle in them, and the other side, a newspaper, which was the sign under each other, we belong together. Yeah, there were about there were, um, and then there was the storm on the Reichstag. Uh, this uh, lady with a weird, uh, you know, saying shit that Trump is there. She knows it. She's in the embassy, which is only a few hundred meters away from that space. And that was reported in the German media as the main event of this uh, of the demonstration, which was very much like uh, like you said, uh, very very peaceful. And then it got a very different attitude. 
there were only three policemen defending the Reichstag, so to speak. They stood there. The people came up. There was hardly anything done, but there were some famous right-wing radicals. And that was the main thing in the German reporting, just like you described. It was the whole thing turned. I came home and then I couldn't, I couldn't believe when I saw the news and uh, looked on the internet. It was like I'd been in a different reality at that moment. It was also not focusing on what the demonstration was about, but it turned into an ugly event for which uh, then it was said that uh, we, the German FBI, so to speak, has to come down on these people. Uh, there were decisions by the politicians. They compared them. They said they were anti-Semites and they were neo-Nazis and so on. So the German interior intelligence has to take care of that. The police has to take care of that. It was criminalized in a way, what happened there. And from there on, this is the narrative that is told. And uh, uh, we, uh, we have a YouTube show similar to what you do here. And we called, when we heard about what was going on in the United States, we called the show Reichstag 2.0 because it was so similar to what we, uh, what we witnessed. And it's about the same. We don't know how many people demonstrated. We thought it was hundreds of thousands and the police said it was 22,000. So we couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't, and it was a huge, it was a huge thing. But what you saw were only these 200 people storming up the Reichstag trying to get into the parliament. So it is so similar that I have, a, a, that uh, when Christina told me, I thought it was, it's a weird feeling to see the same thing happening again with the same framing of events, uh, with a, with a, and going into the direction that this is the event that changed everything that led to a crackdown. That's uh, happened in Germany and now it happened in the United States. And it's um, the only thing maybe different is that I didn't saw a flare. <laughs> Everything else is... Well, let me ask you something. Yeah. Given your knowledge of history, of hidden history in particular, what does this say to you? That these two events are so similar and happened, you know, relatively close to each other in time. Yes, in the in the one, it's I, I have no clear um, I have no clear cut uh, uh, explanation for that. But what I what it tells me this that something very fishy is going on, and it's like uh, getting control of the um, of the media. In a way, it's quite easy because the main narrative is this now. And if you um, argue differently, then you're marginalized. And the other thing is that it seems like a preparation for something else. I think it's, uh, it's an event in both cases, which has a huge effect afterwards. And that cannot be for nothing. And that it's so similar. And I even talked to policemen, as I said, who said, this all looks rigged. It looks rigged because we have this agent provocateurs there, we have the strange situation that the most important place is demonstrators are put close to it and then they let them just go on the stairs and it stopped up there where there were just three policemen acting like kung fu warriors, like ninja turtles we call them. Uh, they were defending the German parliament against these people so it was not as violent as uh, what happened in the United States with uh, five people I think died. Um, not all, be in the, but I mean, at least a woman was shot there, yeah? but nothing like that happened in Germany. But the effects are the same. What it tells me is that we should be very careful 
what is happening, um, maybe not jumping to conclusions immediately, but something is going on, something well, is fishy. My reptilian brain, and I want to hear from you after, Celia, but my reptilian brain is telling me that there's some kind of coordination, international coordination going on. If I want to, uh, I would like to join. This is exactly what I thought when I heard you uh, describing that. It is like, uh, like if, uh, it's the same thing. It's like a pattern, you know? One thing I noticed from my Cold War intelligence operations experience is that the most important things are kept secret so you can reproduce them. You can copy them on another instance. If it's good, if it's worked, then you have a tool which you can transport to another situation. And this is very much the same here. It's like uh, the Germany, also with the symbolism, with the, the center for the government. It's so similar that it looks like, uh, like to me, like a rehearsal. And then uh, the next thing in the United States, the big thing. Although, I mean, this uh, thing in Reichstag was in the international press and it was similar in the international press. It was always these pictures of people with black, white, and red flags, which is uh, uh, non-democratic colors, so to speak, in Germany and storming up the Reichstag. So it was all over. And that's, it's like, um, you said PSYOPs, and that's exactly what I thought. Um, I thought that it looks like, like making use of the media society that we are. And then the question is to achieve what? Yeah. But your my reptilian brain, if you call it that way, is alert. It's alert. Something is uh, is going on here. I uh, I try to restrain from saying uh, making conclusions too early, but uh, we should be very alert. Something will happen. What do you think, Celia? Well, uh, so this is so interesting hearing hearing all this, and I yeah, it's it's a okay. Here's what I what I think. So, first of all, in a flash, in a blinding flash, look what they have achieved. Not so so patriots, so called so called Trump supporters. I like to say patriots. I have, we're already weaponized, stigmatized, um, you know, uh, there was all this social engineering and media social media weaponry that had gone has gone into for four years, making these people into uh, Nazis and racists and so on and so forth. And anybody who spends any time speaking to them discovers very quickly that these are very ordinary, hardworking, decent people. Okay, so that's been a lie that's been festering for four years already. But now what they achieved is they they made it not only um, like socially reprehensible to be you know of this crowd or of this opinion, but mm -hmm. dangerous and now criminal, not just criminal, terror, oh, terrorists, terrorists, and and uh, people are being pulled who were who attended the rally are being they're stopping planes because people they 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 discovered two women were talking about their support of donald trump they emptied the plane everybody off the plane i i read also that it's possible wow. for, yeah this happened i can't recall where but it was all over the news um it's possible that some people were singing the national anthem i think they're going to say that the american flag is a symbol of um terrorism soon Who i mean it they well the people writing these psyop scripts because now they have conflated patriotism and again i want to point out the march was called 
Save America. The march has been conflated in the public mind now as um, a like like as if every as as if a million let's call it a million Americans okay to be conservative half a million Americans um, are suddenly terrorists actual terrorists who want to smash into the Capitol and kill people you know kidnap. Uh, <laughs> Democratic congressman, it's it's so patently insane that you just I just thought this cannot possibly fly. Wait, and what, what it makes me think of is 9-11, 9-11. Let's just so, yeah. 9-11 for a second, where we were told the fairy tale, of course, that this horrific event, and of course it doesn't compare in terms of of destruction and death and so forth, but they are calling in the in the mainstream media um they are calling the event on par with pearl harbor and 9 11 in terms the of riot, the riot the the capital yes thing? they are yes they okay, are okay so before we i want to pursue that a little further with you but i want to ask dirk what exactly was the march about in in germany that that turned into yeah chaos? it's uh, it's um the march itself did not turn into chaos. It was just blocked. Uh, we had, there were so many people, you know, there were rules set out by the- But by what the was Berlin. it for? What was it for? Was it, it was, uh, it was, uh, um, point was to, to demonstrate really against and to show up uh, against the, the lockdown methods in Germany. So it was wearing masks and uh, we had the first lockdown in, in springtime and it was like, um, of course, there is uh, there is COVID nineteen. We are called now people who deny that it exists. But I don't know anybody who does really. But um, it is like, is this appropriate? And I think this is very interesting in connection with the virus. There is a virus, and there is a problem, but it's very difficult to maintain uh, um, the balance uh, in in terms of what you do with it. And well, it seems to split the society into two parts which cannot communicate with each other anymore but that's like, i think that's on purpose that's on absolutely. purpose because you cannot get good information you can't even get straight information from the major like the cdc and the world health organization or whatever all these major you can't get a clear picture an honest picture of of what exactly is going on first of all the testing was questionable mm. uh the counting of the deaths questionable doctors coming out and saying, you know, people will come in and if they had flu-like symptoms, we said they had COVID, we get the money because they got paid mm -hmm. extra money, the, the hospitals, if you had Same COVID. Same in Germany. And, then, and then you, you, you claim the death is COVID even when it's not just because, you know, so everything is all mixed and mashed. Nobody knows what's true. But mm -hmm. what everybody does know is that we're being told to socially distance, people's businesses are falling apart, people are going crazy, everything is just being disintegrated. And meanwhile, as you sit home, you know, the billionaires and the, you know, 1%, I, I think it's even beyond 1%. Now you've got to call them the 0.01% because mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, Amazon, you know, you can't go to stores to buy. All the stores are falling apart. There's only going to be Amazon left. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of things that are connected to this. And I and 
tell me if I'm wrong, Celia, you know, that march is also people saying, you know, this, because Trump, Trump, the thing about Trump and whether you're a supporter or not doesn't matter to me. You know, the thing about him was he was saying this COVID thing, you know, this so endless social distancing is going to destroy this country. It's going to destroy the economy. And that's exactly what happened. And he was being called a killer. He's a, they're, they're calling him a, a committing, um, you know, not genocide, but, you know, being responsible for the deaths of people because he's advocating going out with no masks or whatever. And I think, don't you think that March was also about people saying, you know, our country's falling apart, we're going broke and hungry? Absolutely, absolutely it was. And what I see, the continuum that I see, and, and let's bring back our word, PSYOP, psychological operation, uh, from the beginning of when Trump was elected, as you know, Christina, I was a fierce, I, I put myself in fierce vocal opposition to Trump loathing Trump, as we call Trump derangement syndrome. I saw that as very dangerous because what it achieved was pathologizing people, not listening to them anymore. And all. And what I saw with all my decades of reporting on the, the immense damage done by the mentality around HIV, never mind the horrendous bad science, but the mentality was other, if you touch another person, you could die, right? Intimacy with another person, it means death. So they turned everything around. It used to mean sex causes life. Now suddenly sex causes death. So I was looking at like, what are the ideas that are going into people's minds? So with Trump hatred, the new idea was it's political, uh, it's contagious, right? So like if your mother voted for Trump, cut her off, do it publicly, denounce her very Maoist stuff. Don't ever speak to friend, everybody cutting each, that's, that's contagion mania. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. Right. And so now, so, so now people's minds are prepared. They're terrorized of something touching them and, and destroying everything. Something so, they can't see. Something they can't see. Right. And so then, so then the Trump contamination mania or contagion mania turns into now everybody's perfectly primed about COVID. You don't wear a mask. I'm I'm gonna shoot you, or I'm gonna punch you, or I'm gonna shriek at you, or I'm never gonna speak to you again because everyone's already so so weaponized and hostile. So all these things kind of flow into each other. So now you have now you have COVID going on for ten months with all of the immense like destruction of the social fabric and the social contract, right? Like you're my neighbor, you're my friend, or you're my grandmother, I want to, I want to hug you. All of that is, is now, is now destroyed. And, and, and you have to, you have to get behind it, or you're not even a person, you're, you're just mm -hmm. not right. a decent person. So it was already lying in wait that we that you were a terrorist, if you didn't buy into all these things. So now all they had to do was pull the final lever and do what they did with their ad, with their with their their plant groups who took whatever they took you know we've all seen the footage smashed the windows why was there no security just like dirk was saying about the reichstag are you kidding me the biggest protest possibly in the history of this country was january 6th 
And, the, and they've already been saying these people are a crazy, dangerous, racist. So why didn't they have any security? And why did they, we've seen the footage, fling the doors open and shoo them in? Come on, come on, come on. Mm -hmm. Have you both seen these? Yes, these I saw. I've seen that. Going, Go, come on, come on, come on, hurry, get in. Now, the woman who was shot, I'm sorry, but I have to say ostensibly. Oh, you're not, you're not convinced she's dead? I mean, don't think me horrible with everything. I just have to say ostensibly until um, until all the forensic evidence is in, which which could take a very long time. Was there I, a funeral? Uh, I don't know anything about that, but here's what I'm what I'm asking. Let's just pull back a little bit. How do you simultaneously have doors being flung open? Come in, come in. They're welcome, and people are flooding in, and at the same time a plain clothes cop or whoever it was is shooting at one of the protesters through a window, hits her in the neck. And I'm at a, there was actually one single bar open near bar, bar tavern near the Capitol. And I happened my two friends miraculously knew the owner. So I found myself there round for like, after all this that I've described to you, and I'm looking at a big TV screen and I'm seeing this woman with blood like a close-up they're already showing us footage of, when do you ever see that on on television that's true no. that's true that's everything rare. is very very strange and also why in terms of the psyopery why isn't it trump supporters who are burning down cities because one of theirs was shot it was a it was allegedly a trump supporter right the she was a she was a uh, had served in the Navy, um, Ashley, sorry, is it Ashley Babbitt? Yes. And so, so, so I mean, no dishonor to her. And or she, and she was, who was she shot by? By, by a, 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 by a plain clothes cop inside a the plain clothes well, cop? I, I say, I believe, I believe it was a plane. I mean, there were security, you know, there are different ranks of, of security and plain Close cops and maybe and has he been identified well that's a really good question too nothing panned out like it like it has done with other like deaths that cause the nation to go into revolutionary uproar we don't nothing is the same script right not her family there she's not mentioned on the tv shows her family is not coming on these shows talking about her the whole thing is like Alice in Wonderland. And I just want to say, I feel like when I was, I was reading yesterday, these, these columns pouring out people say, and tweets, people saying that conservatives, conservatives should no longer be allowed to like, um, first of all, it came out on Project Veritas that that guy from PBS, he was an attorney affiliated with P, I mean, working for PBS said that Trump supporters should have their children taken away and sent to re-education camps. He was wishing. Uh, what? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll send it to you. Oh my God, you that, know what? Um, this is so Hoping that Trump like supporters people, um, would die from COVID at the Trump people rally. People have lost their minds. This is like, I, I could barely function yesterday. I felt such a darkness. Like, that's me. I was at that rally. Am I going to go, you know, are they going to come and knock on my door? I'm, I'm a criminal now. It's so head spinning. It's so, people did absolutely needless to say nothing wrong, 
but it's this drum being beaten by the media is ferocious and it's not okay we got our guy biden peaceful transition no they are saying get these people do not let them work do not let them fly do not let them live be be, be people don't let them have jobs don't let their children have jobs this is beyond former gdr former you know this is like intense maoist terrifying revolutionary stuff and so I, dirt I so let me ask you let me ask you something you just heard what celia had to say mm. um uh what was the aftermath of your your uh, the Jan your uh, August? It's again similar because uh, there were uh, it was uh, uh, there were officially people started to talk that children should be taken away from families um, if the parents were not willing to go with the uh, COVID methods. So that would be created an outroar, and it was said that. Uh, of course, uh, the police could shoot people, which is very rare in Germany. You have to understand that we have a very low uh, violence rate uh, in terms of uh, it's uh, it's not uh, even the police is not not very brutal uh, normally. Yeah, um, so it was it was uh, and it reminded me. Um, I've done yeah as a, several documentaries in this uh, on this field, and it was uh, similar in the Nazi era and in GDR that you would have a situation, for example, telling a joke about Adolf Hitler could lead to some people laughing with you, finding it very funny, or you could be beheaded, but you didn't know what, which would happen. And the same is in the GDR, that you get into trouble because saying something or not, and then you start to think yourself, and that's called let the mind do the walking. So you, you like just like you described, you start, what will be the outcome of this? Suddenly I am in danger, I am uh, uh, an outsider and I could be prosecuted by police. That's part of a technique that creates a situation where you immediately think what you're doing in terms of it's a putting pressure on society. And it's also in a way similar to the strategy of tension in Italy in the 70s and 80s when there were terrorist acts allegedly performed at that time by left-wing terrorists. It turned out it was right-wing terrorists and working with uh, intelligence services who had a strategy to build up violence in the society so the society would start to ask for harsh measurements for cracking down on, on, uh, on rights in the society. You would, uh, it's like the people would ask the, the governments to get harsh, uh, harsh methods uh, against these terrorists and do a fight and have uh, searching people's home and so on. So. This is, it has a smell to that. So strategy of tension is something that is similar to what is happening here. And I wanted to say again, because I, we have this in the families, a division. And I noticed that uh, we have talked about this. We noticed in the United States with Trump that this is something that happens and we have it with COVID-19. It is like uh, you're like uh, in, in the 15th or 16th century in uh, you either with us or against us. Yeah, it's like two tribes. It's Catholic and Protestants in Europe who killed 50% of the population in Germany off because of this division of that. And it's creating a division and it's creating instead in the media instead of uh, doing their duty, which would be to, to uh, you know, be barters uh, to, <laughs> to deal with the groups and make sure that there's communication so it doesn't lead to this crystallization of the society, do the opposite. It's in favor of that. And you can make a career now 
if you're very much into that and i'm i'm a left winger so i'm very sorry about what is happening there because it's mainly from the left wing coming this this attack against uh, basic rights against human uh, human treatment between people it's very weird and now suddenly you know then yourself as i said i'm a left winger and then i'm con i'm considered a right winger now for not going along with these things yeah so it's very very weird and it's very similar i think we should uh, we should do the opposite we should invite one of you to our uh, that will be a little, little bit more difficult talking in German, <laughs> but uh, you, you, it's so similar what we what we experience. Uh, for us, it's not there's nothing like Trump, but COVID nineteen did the job. And then I thought, for some time, you know, in the medieval times, it was religion which could which could uh, could bring people to the idea that you have to burn somebody to save a soul. Allegedly, of course, you won't just wanted to burn somebody. That was mainly because somebody had a different belief. Witches came later. Yeah, that was later on in history. And then you had in the 20th century, you have ideologies which can do that. And that doesn't work too anymore. And now it's this alleged science and health and natural science, which is put into a situation where uh, either you have a brain and then you're with us, or you are some jerk, uh, uh, banana, whatever, uh, who's not believing what the scientists say. And you have to be taken care of. It, it well, gives you the Trump, that's what yeah. Trump ran into, you know. Trump was not buying some of yeah, these. And it's, it's along these lines, you know. It's so easy. Also tension Europe, with Fauci well, and everything, you know, so. It's, you know, you, you, you fall. It's not, it's, you don't keep the balance, but you fall into, and then it's uh, uh, this, uh, for example, um, the, the tw Twitter, shutting Twitter down, uh, shutting uh, uh, Instagram, shutting Facebook, getting people out of, uh, suddenly uh, people applaud that people from a tech company have uh, are the, the supreme, <laughs> uh, the supreme uh, sovereign of the state. And Speak nobody says, how can this happen? I thought we are democracy and, and, and freedom of speech is constitutional. Suddenly it's acceptable and it's even, uh, they applaud and uh, it's, uh, hard to understand i want to ask celia have you been have you been censored you know celia if you look at celia's wikipedia page um they did to her what you described she's called yeah. a conspiracy theorist and all that stuff you know so but but i'm just wondering celia are you facing any of that i i i had a an interview with uh reiner fuelmich i don't know if you yes. know who he is the, uh, the lawyer who's uh, starting these cases to try and figure out the true science, where, what, what's real science the lockdowns are based on, because otherwise it's just mass arrest. Anyway, that was, that was yanked off of YouTube. <laughs> oh, was it? You? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, um, Christina, yes. I, I, I just got a message on my computer that if I don't plug charge it, it's going to shut down. So I'm so sorry. But all right. Me, so I will talk to, room, to Dirk. My, talk to Dirk. But I'm and, so and sorry. Then, okay. okay. He's going to grab my charge. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was uh, very interested in the fact that you had done this thing on Wikipedia. A lot. I don't, when did you do that, Dirk? Because, um, I'm we there. started about uh, uh, two or three years, two or three years ago, and uh, it was uh, what the the experience was just you know Wikipedia. Now they are twenty years of Wikipedia, and there's lots of 
uh, of documentary. Uh, there are two documentaries on German TV, lots of programs, and they depict Wikipedia as this wonderful open source uh, program where everybody can write and the knowledge of the world is collected and made available to everybody. And it's uh, such a wonderful, uh, and there are people from all over. And the only problem is that probably we don't have enough. We, we have too many white male people. They're not enough female people. They're not people of color. So this is what they depict. And if you look into it, it's, uh, it's um, first you have to understand about Wikipedia that's uh, the number five website in the world. So it is a monopoly. And uh, if you are depicted, um, what happened to me is when we started to criticize us, my entry in Wikipedia was turned, I was suddenly from being uh, a, a well-known journalist and uh, with the reputation, I became an idiot, complete idiot, <laughs> a, a jerk, exactly. a yep. conspiracy theorist. And that's because with the Wikipedia, what you do as a journalist, uh, if you have an interview with somebody, you type the name in, and then you see, oh, oh God, oh my God, should I? And then they drop you from the list of people who are probably uh, reasonably enough uh, to be taken into account of it doing an interview with. And then it's, uh, it's an enormous power structure. This is why yes. I became interested in it. You can define how an event or how people are viewed. And it should, uh, it should be the most democratic structure behind it because it is a monopoly. The more power there is in something, the more you have to control that it's not misused. And it's the opposite. That's what we could show that, for example, uh, just to give an example, Jimmy Wales, who's uh, telling about uh, this open source thing, he had a contract in one of the Central Asian states and, uh, and he was doing a Wikipedia for the government. So where the government was hailed and the uh, people in opposition were, were put down and uh, with Tony Blair together, it was him and Tony Blair oh, doing wow. a company for that. And uh, Jimmy Wales is so close to Tony Blair that he married his secretary. So, oh. it's, uh, oh, so wow. you see, it's, uh, it's, it's very, it's, uh, it, it's depicted as a, as a, a peaceful garden when in effect it is uh, there's a study from Purdue University who showed and that's exactly the same in Germany that one percent of the people write more than 70 percent of the entries so if you're in this in group you're in there and if somebody appears in Germany writing Wikipedia in a different way uh, on, on topics that are not algebra or, or biology. Yeah? COVID is already biology, which is dangerous. Yeah? Uh, but so if, if it's not that, then you're, you're thrown out immediately for lifetime. For, and uh, and that is, that's one of the weirdest things, that they lose about 500 people in Germany per month who are thrown out because, for lifetime because they have edited something that this in-group doesn't like. And the Purdue University story said it's like, it's like a political party or a religious group who takes uh, the, the lust and pride in having this power which they can afflict. And that is, um, so this is probably, if you look into it, you will see it that, uh, that people are smeared and that the, the point is that you can control the We're narrative. We're talking to one of them, Celia. Yeah, oh, okay. Go look That's at her exactly. Wikipedia page. You'll you see. know, it's really strange. A lot of people have talked, spoken to me about my Wikipedia entry, and this may sound very strange, but I've never read it. There's something energetically that happens when I go to my Wikipedia page, and I sort of, I sort of read it, but I, I just you can't, can't see it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Because you don't want to see it. Exactly what you're talking. It's the same with me. When they started to write about me, I just tried to protect myself from 
from reading that because you feel it's like it's, yeah yeah it's uh, now, attack, of course, you know, you're put out in the public place and everybody can throw things at you that was a punishment in medieval times yeah where you was uh, the punishment was that you were made a non-person in public and that's right. what wikipedia is used for now so and it's uh, it's very of course i mean it's clear that something of this power will be that somebody some people will try to use it and it's it's a it's a festivity for any kind of intelligence service because at the same time it looks right. like an encyclopedia and you think an encyclopedia is the shortest version of truth you can get about something when it is used as a political tool to be used in a in a confrontation or to to simply discredit uh, your uh, your enemy yeah and uh, uh, that it shouldn't happen in a democracy that something like this is possible yeah and uh, if there's only one worldwide worldwide yeah and they they work together then it should be uh, it should be made smashed into pieces or there should at least be two or three others which are it shouldn't be one because it will attract this definition power power knowledge is power and this definition power of knowledge will attract people to misuse it and that happens and they have no methods against it they're working with it in favor of it they sell it to uh, to governments or to pressure groups yeah so okay. let's let's do a list of the hallmarks of our current situation okay around the world all right we have covid that is separating people isolating people okay and criminalizing anybody who goes against that isolation okay mm -hmm. now you've got the people trying to protest because they're going hungry their businesses are failing they're falling into the true darkness so now you have them when they march next thing you know you've got a small operation that turns all of them into what are now going to be called domestic terrorists and Biden, of course, uh, they've been working on the Domestic Terrorist uh, Act, which uh, will be coming down the pike very soon. May now, I remind you that second. Biden was, uh, yeah, Biden is the guy who made yeah. the oh, yeah. security stuff. Oh, Biden's That's... on board. Now, yeah. okay, so we've got the COVID separation, isolation, whatever, and criminalizing of getting together. Get together, next thing you know, you've got, you know, the... Reichstag in incident. Now you've got also you have Google and Facebook. You have all these major platforms that are censoring everybody who is not going along with the COVID, the official COVID narration, the official Trump narration, any narration that is um, key to uh, moving forward all of this that is being moved forward. So you have now this overt, because they did do it covertly before, but this overt massive censorship. Hmm. So I don't know if anybody has anything else to add to that list, but what does that spell, you know, for us and the Global world? Tyranny. Global tyranny, also known as the new world order the Great Economic Reset, Agenda yeah, 2030. They've been very clear about this. And that's another show. We won't get into it now, but well, I'm sure- Well, let's get into it a little bit. We have a few mm -hmm. minutes. 
Yeah, we have, um, we have about 10 minutes. Go ahead and talk about the Great Reset for a minute. I make that very shortly. I looked into it and it's a strange part where I think uh, the same people that for 40 years have told us that uh, neoliberalism will uh, produce a paradise for everybody. Everything will be better. And then in the effect, what you saw is uh, that, for example, right now in Germany, Germany is a middle-class economy. We have uh, hundreds of, of companies uh, up to 500 employees and they're all in danger of being, you know, uh, they will taken over by what we call the locusts, yeah, which is uh, the financial companies that feed, <laughs> they leave nothing yeah, when they yeah. come to the, to the field. Um, so that is one thing that is happening. You have this strange atmosphere from the vision from the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, who looks at a bit, little bit like Dr. Evil. <laughs> and and yeah. that's the funny part of that. But uh, he's, uh, uh, he's handing out a vision and this is with the transhumanism, which is very weird, yeah? That is a kind of cult, uh, as I understand, very high up in those people. Uh, it's not a military industrial complex in the United States. It's a, a IT uh, financial uh, uh, intelligence complex. Which IT, is, uh, financial, pharmaceutical, because now the, 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 new, the new frontiers are human, human, the human body, the blood, the brain, because right. there's, there's now neuro weapons that they're developing. Um, yeah, that is DARPA is working with that. So the whole thing with uh, with the M uh, mRNA vaccination is uh, is a project from DARPA. And that was strange. They were the ones putting it forward because in the end, uh, the, the plan, like from biochemistry, it's quite easy to turn this mRNA that doesn't go into the cell is not in the stream of inheritance, but you can turn it very easily around. And this is what they're interested in. And from the economic side, it's like, they will produce something like a uh, like a, uh, uh, um, a time machine Eloy uh, future where uh, you don't own anything, uh, you're uh, you're fed, uh, uh, you take everything from the outside, and you're supposed to be very happy with it. It's kind of well, a slave. and also powers the world. Yeah. And also, whoever is undesirable, whoever becomes an undesirable, or whoever becomes excess humanity. Uh, you you just switch that person off, you know. That's, yeah. That another thing is that we had already there was a uh, in Germany this unconditional income that was an idea unconditional and it will become a conditional income. You will get the money electronically. This is also going on to get everything in in, in currency. Uh, in uh, yeah, in that way you, you control everybody's money. You can control everybody yep. because no you currency. just switch them off. Yeah. So it's uh, in, in terms, I don't think, as I said, I don't know if I have the same political background as you, but in terms, if, if you're interested in any way in liberty, this is very dangerous what's going on. It's not putting the power to downside to the people, what my idea is, but it's it will be an elite, as Christina said, a very small elite of people. And I've met some of them, you know, I've talked to the special assistant of Bill Casey, who then told me that he's now working with Bill Gates <laughs> and uh, that they have this idea of, uh, uh, you know, Casey who done Iran Contra, you know, selling yeah, selling yeah, yeah. United I States, know. stuff like CIA, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so he was uh, saying that uh, we know how the world is run. And that's another thing I think you should take into account that they think that this old fashioned democracy, yeah, which is uh, my favorite. Uh, the old fashioned democracy is over and now it will be governance. It will be management by the people who shown in the big companies that they're capable of doing this and they will govern better 
than this mechanical clicking old mechanism of democracy and checks and balances and so on. So they will try to sell it as modernized version and it's PR speak. If you read the things from Klaus Schwab and what they publish, it's a lot of, of glitzy words, yeah, but it's, uh, the, the background is, it, it reminds me of the, the, the tales where people say slavery was not that bad because somebody took care where you slept, what you ate, and you just had to work. Yeah? So it's like, it's like a proposal of slavery painted chromed in a chrome version. Yeah? Wow. That, serfdom. Uh, that was... serfdom. Serfdom or slavery, somewhere in between. Um, yeah. yeah we're, we're, they're preparing, and you can see how fast it's happened. Of course, Huck, Aldous Huxley is famous for this phrase. Um, I'm, well, I'm going to paraphrase that in the in future totalitarian societies, you won't even have to corral people and control them; that they will they will love their servitude. Mm -hmm. That's the most depressing thing, is to see that people are 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 well. Actually, I don't really want to stress that because I, I what I really want to emphasize is the other side of that. How many people are 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 daring to go take to the take to the streets and um ex, and and express themselves about liberty? And I love your word freedom, liberty. I forget which word you used, but that we cannot forget that that is, is is not a dirty thing but it it is quickly becoming a dirty you know a bad idea like you're well bad my question you... is my question is um do are we strong is are those of us who are not in the 0.01 percent that are going to be the governors are the rest of us strong enough smart enough have resources enough uh, to counter this and make it go away. I mean, these people are teched up to the, you know, and and beyond with things that That's we. That's the big know question. About. That's the big question. But the the talk in in this country and Dirk, I'd like to hear what what's going on in Germany. But people are talking, of course, in terms of breakaway micro civilizations. Just get out of the cities, go out to the country if at all possible form communities, start your own local currency, which I've heard, I, I, I'm in uh, right now in Northwestern Connecticut, but in, nearby in upstate New York. Actually, I know somebody, uh, his name is Paul Glover, who started local currency a couple of decades ago. So there are, there are these pioneers. I mean, this sounds really desperate and we are really desperate. This is how yes. people are talking here is, is we're all, we're gonna, we're gonna revert back to um, you know, the, the time before there was a federal Do you government. think there are enough people who see what's going on so that that will happen? Well, I would put it this way. The people who see what's going on and who feel like this about how about it um, are not really waiting around to to hope that the whole thing breaks down, but rather thinking in terms of essentially fleeing to where they can Mm -hmm. survive and people are speaking like if i go here or i go there i think about this every day where could i go where i won't be hunted down arrested forcibly injected with this uh terrifying mrna it's it, not well a they don't call and, these people globalists for nothing you know hmm. right I mean, no i mean there's gonna where can people, you go is my question where if, can you if go, they right? have surveillance all virtually every inch of this globe every inch of this planet 
is being surveilled just about where any living beings are. I mean, I, I, I'm just saying you have to think about it, the whole, the whole thing. And I don't know. Um, I don't know. You talk, Dirk, you tell me what you think. What is, are people thinking the same? I know several people now when I talk to them who speak about uh, where they could flee to, to which country. See? That is a common thing. That is a common thing in Germany that, uh, that might sound strange to you, but Russia is a huge country where you can live without anybody noticing you just because of the magnitude of the, it's the largest country in the world, yeah? 11 time zones. So if you've ever been there, if you go to Siberia, which is a, a lovely place in the summertime and the winter, it's a bit cold, but then uh, <laughs> uh, you can, uh, nobody, you know, it's, uh, you could say that the freedom is that the government will not take care of you. If you are simply out there, if you go to the Baikal area, uh, Portugal is a place where some people like to go. Then Greece, because Greece have been anarchists for, yeah, forever. Yeah. One of the things these people are doing is they're confeder they're making confederations of, of con you know, they're, they're getting rid of nation states, you know, that's so right. uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the other the problem about where you're going to go if they're getting rid of nation states. We only have one minute, you guys, so make it okay. good. Nation state is a thing that needs to be uh, uh, taken into account again, because uh, the real internationalists are now those people who try to put serfdom on us. And the only possible area we have to defend against it is smaller areas, regional or nation states. So they fight against it again with PR words, but we shouldn't listen to it. It's a pursuit of happiness. That's a good thing from the American constitution. That's what a lot of it is about. Yeah. Yes, it is. And just to stay, to stay to stay loving because uh, COVID is code for eternal hostility against your fellow man. So we just have to stay 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 decent and civilized and, and loving toward 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 one another. And that you know they can't stand when we do that. It mm. is you know it really is. It's all about the love. It really and is. Well, listen, you guys, thank you okay. so much. It's been fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much. Yeah.